0: You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and
1: friends.
2: Minimize the fear, expand your awareness.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Salty Sex Cast. It is your host, Mariah, coming from Utah um and i have another guest we're in studio for those who are watching us on youtube and can see i have brady here hey and a guest um, um her name's mandy i'll introduce her in just a second i'm can not I? the guest you're not the guest i'm just
0: a seat filler today
1: you're a seat filler you're more than that like Brady. The oscars yeah yeah it's an important job but before we get too far into our episode i just want to take a second and thank all of our guests um coming on they you know share their stories, they donate their time, all this stuff, it's really, really important for our show, but all of our listeners as well, out of 2 million active podcasts right now, you chose us, Aww. thanks, it means the world to us, Yay. Um, okay, so we have a guest, I'm so excited um, to talk about this topic, because it's something that also affects me. In a way, and it's something that I don't have a lot of education around. I haven't taken the time to go study any of this stuff other than kind of what I've read in my own health books and things like that, Um, but the topic is herpes. I have herpes.
0: I don't have herpes.
1: I have genital herpes. Okay. Um, I'm not aware
0: that I have herpes.
1: You're not aware. Like I feel like
0: I should say that, but yeah, so like I don't, I've never had a cold sore. Okay. And I've never had... Mm -hmm. a genital outbreak outbreak yeah okay so and i think i've been tested for like two types
2: oh okay because there are there's two types there's a one and H S 2 oh okay one are cold sores and two would be gen
0: okay and i get i get tested every six months perfect um and then my wife gets tested every six months but we're on like opposite schedules so it's like the two of us are getting tested every three months
1: that's awesome yeah um and i had my first cold sore outbreak um oh brady got the heater sorry <laughs> no worries we forgot to turn off um i had my first cold sore outbreak last year like last march of 2021 and i was like what the fuck man i thought i like woohoo! i never got one yeah i'm probably never gonna get one just because like like my spouse has them that kind of thing I grew up with a family that I was like I was exposed enough I would have um so I'm pretty sure I was just dormant for so long and that like just extreme stress and I was like okay all right body I hear you I know it now and so it gave me the opportunity to find out more information instead of being like yeah it's something that someone else has to deal with not me but our guest today, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on and has chosen to stay off camera for this topic, um, not because she's ashamed of her experience, but because she wants to protect her family and their identities and didn't want anything tied to like her um, image and um, coming back to, you know, her children or anything like that, just because of how stigmatized some of this information is and, um It's something that we're going to break down that stigma today. We're going to really talk about, you know, hopefully give you a lot of information to minimize a lot of that fear around the herpes virus. Virus? It is. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, hold on. I just said it. And now I'm like questioning myself. It is. Okay. And also... Mandy's a medical professional. So like this is a great person to ask questions about, Um, you know, that it's a quality resource, not only her own experience, but her education as well. Um, So Mandy, I'd love to hear your experience with genital herpes. What was like the
2: first time? How'd you know? Um, How old were you? All of that. Okay. So whenever I first started getting symptoms, I had no idea. Um, zero clue of what was happening to me. I, you know, we're just trying to think of like all the most common things, UTI, maybe yeast infection, you know, something that could have caused like, you know, just not feeling good. And then later on the blisters and stuff, but I was only 18 years old. Um, whenever I was first diagnosed, I was a senior in high school. Um, and these symptoms, usually your very first outbreak, they call it your general, that is like going to be your general outbreak. Mm. And it can last up to two weeks. And it can, and it's going to be usually, most commonly, will be your worst outbreak you will ever mm. have. And I hold that very true. Um, uh, this time, after I even, I, like I said, had no idea what was happening to me. I was running a fever. I wasn't feeling good at all. Started getting, and but before the blisters came, it was like some of the symptoms were just like, if you maybe had a yeast infection or a UTI. Mm, okay. That was like kind of like the start, but then there was a fever. And then there was like, you know, if people do get cold sores, they can relate to this. You'll get like the tingling or kind of like the lightning bolt sensation.
1: Mm, right like before. The zinc. Yes. I call it
2: the zing. Yeah, yeah. Right before you get like a cold sore on your lip. That happens as well um, on your genitals. So I started, that kind of started happening. Like I said, um, 18 year old, born and raised in the Bible Belt, had no idea. Um, Excuse me. So I went to school. I was just trying to fight it off. Think, you know, after school, I'll go to the drugstore. Well, it got so bad during that time that I had, um, I had to call like one of my friends to actually come get me from school because at the, I'm, can't remember but at that time my parents I couldn't call them they were doing something else um, and whenever they dropped me off at home I started it was the pain and the virus was like attacking my body so much I kind of it was a I it's just bits and pieces I could barely remember. Uh, My fever was getting so high. Uh, My mom came home. She was like, what's wrong? And then, you know, I showed her, told her. She took me straight to the gynecologist. And that's whenever I got the diagnosis. But up until then, the virus was running so rapid through my body. I don't even remember that
0: um, so you said you were experiencing pain like what kind of like generalized pain oh yeah in the area mm-hmm. or like it wasn't like all over your body or? it was
2: all over body because it has it starts almost like flu light symptoms okay like just achy, like whole body aches the whole and just body the fever mm-hmm. yeah whole body but then the actual like pain pain was very generalized
0: can i ask a dumb question Always. Well, I mean, it's not my story. No No dumb
2: questions. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, I mean, I can't believe I've never asked anybody this before, but like in general, you don't get a fever with a yeast infection, right?
2: No. No, you don't. Mm -mm. Okay. But a UTI, that's an infection. Okay. So you might get a
0: a, a fever with a UTI?
2: Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's usually one of the first symptoms with the UTI is like a low grade fever Mm -hmm. before you start feeling like the pain or burning of urination. No, oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Or like the I constant feeling like you need to go.
0: It's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. having a vagina is really hard.
2: Oh my god, don't terrible. even get me fucking started. Yeah, terrible. I
1: wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> tough. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, um, so uh, you, like the memory is even foggy because yeah. so much was going on during mm-hmm. this time. You're 18 years old. Um, I'm guessing that sex education wasn't very uh, what quality. <laughs> What's the word? Bible (laughs) Belt? I'm
2: hearing a lot of abstinence only or like fear-based. Very. Fear-based for sure. Abstinence, yes. The thing is, is that with just from my family and how I was raised, we were very raised like open and you weren't, you know, you, you didn't have to be very modest at home or, you know, my mom and I and my sisters—we all shared everything, and there was no personal space or boundaries. But then, whenever the topic became of sex, that's whenever it completely changed. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there, it was just the fear mongering. Um, just you, basically, you didn't have very much sex education because it was all about just that you. Re- reproductive system and your periods and, you know, changing and all of that. But, um, but before that, all it is, no, you just don't have sex until you're married. Mm. You don't. So after you go to the doctor, get tested, what happens Mm -hmm. next? Um, what happens next is a little bit like awkward with it since I'm still in high school. I'm living, you know, I'm still with my parents and the whole Conversation of, you know, how did this happen? Where did you get it? You know, kind of coming from like where you don't talk about sex with your parents to having to. Now we're going
0: to talk about now. Now we're
2: going to talk about like an STI. Yeah, and we're going to talk about your partners, and we're going to talk about like all of that. That was huge and so awkward and it was not approached very well oh. I don't think um, it, but it that only lasted for a short time okay so after that hurdle it was okay and then I just took it upon myself to educate myself mm-hmm. and um, even with that even with my own education nobody else around me they weren't And so that isn't something that you can openly go and discuss, especially, you know, whenever you're, you know, your next partners or your boyfriends or whatever. Yeah, it's that was a hard deal. But luckily for in my experience, I hadn't I haven't ever had anybody say that they didn't want to be with me because of it. And I've always been very open about it especially with any potential partners, but it did help in the sense of, you know, there weren't any more one night stands. There weren't anything like that. I actually had to, well, I'm not even going to say actually, but it took, you had to take the time out to get to know somebody to see if it's actually somebody that you want to share that part of your life with. Because it can be used against
1: you. Oh, absolutely. That information, yeah. yeah. You, especially being a senior in high school, if it's like another high schooler or something and you're God wanting yeah. to get frisky or whatever. And Ooh. then you're like, hey, before we go any further, I have to tell you I have herpes. And then they're like, what? And then like tell the whole school, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it could backfire with that uneducated mindset again mm-hmm. and like not understanding it fully and thinking you're a leper and you're diseased. Oh, slut-shamed. And for slut-shamed. sure. Oh, I'm sure. Wholeheartedly. I do want to ask, so the minute that you get these test results and not even just like your parents' reactions or anything else, what went through your mind? Oh,
2: um, I think I probably sh- slut-shamed myself, mm. um, especially with who my partner was. There was like a 15-year age gap. Um, I felt very safe and secure and especially with my mentality, with my age, this couldn't happen to me, you know, (laughs) and with who it was. And whenever I disclosed this information, I'm like, Hey, I, I just got the news that I have herpes. I was like, why didn't you tell me I'm so young and I'll never forget this. His answer, his reply back was, but I'm young too. (laughs) right like what does that have anything to do with it no responsibility no
1: oh my gosh I didn't know I'm glad you told me so now I know or oh I did know I'm sorry I never told you like no responsibility no no it was never acknowledged disgust wow so I'm guessing that relationship ended
2: yes okay (laughs) yes I ended it um I guess I mean even if it didn't I don't want to make that judgment but right how he reacted would correct. There was no validation. There was nothing. There was not a conversation of how this happened or remorse or owning any of it. So I was all on my own. I
0: hear stories like this. Yeah. Like it always blows me away how shitty people can be sometimes. And it like in general, I hear the stories about men towards women and it's just like, I'm always kind of blown away by it.
2: Yeah. It. Yeah. but, But, and at this time, Like with, you just have to take in consideration of, you know, age and where I was at this time. I felt like it was all kind of my fault for some reason. Like, how in the world are you, how, but also you asked like what was going through my brain was like. You know, how am I ever going to have children? I'm going to have to just have a C-section. You know, even like with n- my partners, getting married, all of those things. Those are it all the things that... through. Yeah. Flashes through and you don't know how to navigate that yet.
1: And then it's not takes a lot time.
2: of yes. public people to model that off of. No. Not I mean, all. if we're looking at when you
1: were 18, that was several years ago mm-hmm. and they're like social media isn't around you can't go wow. search you know some a hashtag right to no go my space days
0: <laughs> um, man i miss my space
1: i, I do too <laughs> simpler days we, man. Need, we need tom back <laughs> but that so i mean you have internet at least so to find information and you can kind of at least get it You're not going to an encyclopedia in the library. Yeah. No. (laughs) But that's still really hard. There's no healthy um, role models on how to live a quality, fulfilling life
2: with having this virus. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. And especially with just the term herpes. I mean, it's so stigmatized Mm -hmm. Um, regardless. But if it's on your face or your lips, you you can sugarcoat it. It's a cold sore. It's a fever blister. It's no big deal.
1: Oh, they totally say like, it's okay. there's so many different names. Even when I went to go get a Breva, like after I like broke out, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, um, like it does say fever blister on it. Uh, like it, they don't even, the wow. packaging yeah. of stuff doesn't even call it out. And I was like, this is herpes. And so for the first thing, for any listeners who are thinking, I would love to challenge all of you to start, calling it herpes or referring to that as herpes in your mind and saying, yes, cold sores is herpes. It's the herpes virus. Um, Cause that can start again, Destigmatizing this word. Mm-hmm. I have been guilty of being
2: like, Oh, you got the herp, you know, to friends or whatever. I like do too though, <laughs> like I have it. And I always use this as play, mm-hmm. you know, because if you can't laugh at yourself, I mean, come on, you can't, can't always just take it so seriously, or be ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Herpes is the adult.
1: I want like cooties.
0: I, I was just thinking. I wonder if Briva doesn't have herpes on it, so people don't try to apply it in the wrong location.
2: Well, That's a good. That is probably a good perspective because mm-hmm. whenever you do hear herpes, your mind automatically goes to your genitalia. Yeah. yeah. Right. You don't think of it as you know, herpes is also chickenpox. It shingles.
0: Oh, I've had chickenpox.
2: Yeah. Um, those are the same in the same family. Um, shingles is called herpes zoster. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah. uh, they're all in the same family, which lies dormant in your um, so what, system. nervous system. I yeah, in your nervous system. Then.
1: What was that?
0: I lied earlier then. I have had herpes.
2: Well, you've had
1: uh, herpes. box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these viruses, and my joke didn't land because... You interrupted me. Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you were already on your thought process, and I kind of was like, I I was just like, herpes is the adult cuties, but I was just kidding. (laughs) Again, because we were just kind of talking about making light of it, but also having it this acceptable form of how we're thinking of this virus along with, you know, you just... A lot of people have it mm-hmm. so one many. in five
2: yeah one in five people have it and another thing is i've heard and i've been said to you don't look like a person that who ha- who has herpes you
0: don't look like herpes
2: i'm <laughs> like what does that even mean like what is a person supposed to look like yeah you know like
0: well
1: and i've never
0: thought about that what mm-hmm. would a person with herpes look like
2: you don't but. look like a person with herpes? Yeah.
1: Okay. And the first thing I think of as genital herpes is the image in my health book in high school of a dick that was just covered in sores. Open like pussy. Uh, horrible, hideous, something of fuck yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that to touch you don't me. Want I don't, that. you know, <laughs> yeah. right? But this is again the fear based education mm-hmm. where they're going on the far example of when this is not treated, when it is ignored, when, you know, like most people don't have that experience, which mm-hmm. I hate that that's what I wish it was like, here's a typical case. Here's an
2: extreme case. Here's maybe even a minor case. So yes, you can from understand all, that. all of it oh my from God. each stage because yeah. I am guilty. I ignored it too long because I was just trying to do what I could in my own head trying to make myself better, not even thinking yeah. that it could could have been herpes. Like, that What didn't even cross my mind.
0: So you were thinking along the lines of the uh, UTI or the uh,
2: yeah yeast uh, infection. So you
0: were, like, doing those sort of remedies? Yeah, I, yeah.
2: I guess so. So I didn't know And I had an out... My first outbreak was something that would probably be in, like, your health journal of, oh, okay. like, a really bad one. I couldn't go to school for two weeks because I barely walk oh yeah, geez yeah it was that fast. So because it was painful it was, it was i'm perfect. sure you know, Again, yeah. when you hear blisters
1: open sores
2: anything like yeah. that like yeah it sounds and pretty- i would love to educate anybody that even remotely could think just one little something that you don't know if it's ingrown hair or if if it's herpes just go get it checked because you don't want to you don't want to wait too long you don't want to ignore it yeah i would never want that for another human being ever Ugh.
1: Well, speaking of like not wanting to ignore it, that kind of thing, I broke out in shingles when I was 14. So I had no clue what it was. Fear-based education, right? So that's my only example. And I was like, I haven't had sex. No one's even touched me down there. Like, I don't know. But it was like, kind of like my upper butt crack too. So I was like, it's something I got from the toilet seat. You know, that all the shit you hear, right? Uh It was shingles. And, you know, they were like, we have never seen a case from someone this young, like, Obviously, and going through puberty and lots of changes, my body was under stress. So, like that was kind of the thing, and they they did warn me. Typically, once you break out and shingles, it can come back, mm-hmm. and like just kind of be prepared and know what it was. So uh, I think it was like the next summer. Um, I had like you know i was shaving everything down there it was hot i was probably in a skirt and like wore too tight underwears so it was like really rubbing so i had like this like inflamed rash and then ingrown hairs like this is you know, painting a beautiful picture but i was like we have to go i i think i have shingles another shingle outbreak like right. and they were like no those are just <laughs> this just razor burn yeah. <laughs> razor burn
0: there's some calamine lotion yeah. right
1: and but i was like okay but it was helpful because, for one, being on my rear, I didn't really get to see it other than kind of looking at it in, in a mirror and, like, knowing what it felt like uh-huh. and, and the itchiness. Good God. Yeah. You know, it was very related to um, chickenpox. So if you remember how itchy you were, if anyone's actually had that. Um, so I felt stupid when they were like, yeah, no, it's not that. But then the other the nurse came in and she was just like, but it's really good that you come in you know when you are concerned most people go too long how
2: awesome is like, that she oh. validated you yeah even then i'm
1: 15 i feel stupid anyway i'm Ooh. fucking spread eagle on a table right. it's not fun so for you to like just also point that out you know it's okay it's okay to be wrong too Absolutely. go and have a fucking ingrown hair mm-hmm. and maybe they can also help with that too if think they can fester they can like things can happen with those two
2: yeah (laughs) anyway and it's like even now we are all lucky to have like iPhones or some sort of smart you know device device Mm -hmm. at the palm of our hand so if we see something all we need to do is like google it you know whenever I first experienced this I had a, still had a flip phone. You know, the razors, the pink ones. Oh, I had a red yeah.
0: razor. I yeah. love the red razor. Wasn't well,
2: that great? Mm-hmm. Your personality is a red razor, Brady. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Indestructible. Yeah. Just real hardy. Well, I got the red one because it was red supposed one.
0: to support people who had AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. But like. And just look the at me now. Red... I'm on a podcast. About the
1: sex education.
0: Where we're talking about herpes. Love it. Yeah. All the herbs. What color would they make that phone? Oh,
1: geez. I don't
0: know. Okay.
1: This is i don't know that was a question i don't care to answer (laughs) thanks though (laughs) i don't know how i don't have an answer for you that's what i'm saying flip phone razor pink razor we
2: interrupted you okay yes
0: i got excited about my old school razor sorry
2: (laughs) no i uh, so i couldn't just like look it up you know google it like what does herpes
1: look like you know you had
2: to go on a computer yeah And it was my parents' computer, and I wasn't about to leave that kind of search on there. Sure. (laughs) So uh, That
0: was was before you could delete searches for these (laughs) Yeah.
2: So I was like, no. Or maybe I just didn't even know how. I'm not sure. But um, (laughs) so luckily, now we can, you know, look that up and compare, I guess, to kind of give you an idea. But to just for like a little tidbit, whenever it is any type of like a herpes virus, regardless if it's one or two, um, it will begin. You'll if you look close, it will have little tiny, different little pustules inside of it. It'll be one. It'll look like one big blister, but there'll be one little, bump. teeny tiny ones all inside of it. Okay, because that's usually like the common, you know, I don't know, view of what they look like.
1: So, so like a a cold sore when you have like that bump,
2: and then you kind of see like the little white dots. Yes. Yeah. Those are those are the little pustules in it, and that's what all almost all like even if it's shingles, like the zoster, they all kind of look like that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. And um, just for you know your view- viewers, if they if they do have it like on their mouth, they need to be really careful because that can be transferred to like any other genitalia spot or oral sex because then you could actually give your partner. They will have genital herpes, but it's going to be HSV-1. Mm -hmm. So it'll be the so-called cold sores, but they'll have it just... And they'll still break out down there. They'll still break out and everything. And then also the HSV-2 can be transferred orally as well. And if you do have a cold sore, you always have to be very vigilant about like washing your hands and stuff because you can spread that to your eyes. And oh, yes, you can spread it to your eyes and then you can like, or your ears, anything, anywhere that you have like an open wound, that virus can get inside of it. Oh, geez. And that can cause, you know, the outbreak or in the virus. Blisters. Blisters. Yeah.
1: So, um, cause that was, you know, something anytime my husband's like, I got a cold sore, I was like, bullshit, that's your excuse for not eating me out. <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding. Cause he would love to eat me out. You know, but there's times that I'm like, whoa, why are you going down there? You have a cold sore. He's like, oh, I forgot for a second. I was like, that's not OK to forget. No, um, you know, or even like drinking from a drink. You know, there's times that we share so much. He's like, I have a cold sore right now. And I was like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Take your soda.
0: You know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Do you still feel that way now that you've had a cold sore?
1: Um, I
0: mean, obviously you still, don't want it transmitted.
1: We're still pretty aware. I'll be like, hey, I've you know, I've had three now. Um, i I, since I've started, um, and so just being really aware of it, um, I am now more educated, so they heal a lot f- faster. Thank you, Mandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there, I think we're just, we're just, it's a good courtesy to also say like, it's funny because even my kids, they drink from my water bottle all the time, and then, you know, my daughter was just like, went to go drink and she was like, wait, do you have a cold sore? <laughs> Good.
2: That's, wow. uh, that's, that's awesome. Like, yeah.
1: Yep, okay. You know, just being aware and it's and it's not a bad thing. And I don't want them to feel bad if they did get them like, oh, it was a mistake I made and I did drink from something mom had, you know, whatever it and like, you can't sometimes it's almost impossible to track back when you had a cold or like how you got that one. Mm -hmm. For you on your kit, you know, you knew specifically what happened with the how rapid genital herpes comes, Mm -hmm. right? Does that one
2: sit more dormant longer? Do you even know? So I don't think mine sat dormant at all. Um, Usually you will have, right whenever you are um, exposed to the virus, um, it takes about two weeks. Mm. for it to, you but like I said, I started having, you know, a little bit of symptoms here and there that are kind of common symptoms. So of course I just chalked it up for something else. Oh yeah. But uh, I think that probably started three or four days before an actual like blister mm-hmm. came, but the blisters didn't come like all at once. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that um, whenever it was just that little, you know, blister here and there, Hey, it was an ingrown hair. It was like all of these things that I could have, I just made excuses for. And also because I kind of ignored it too long because I wasn't educated. And like, I had that mentality. Ah, that could never happen.
1: Okay. So I did get permission to say this story um, about a friend who um, had the SV1. HSV HSV S V Y one RSV, V B T N. I don't <laughs> or,
2: Simplex virus.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe if I actually listened to the name of it and was able to, okay. Um, on her genitals. Uh, so she was dating somebody who, um, got cut on their lip and gets cold sores, but it was just a cut, right? Not a big deal. Um and ate her out and then she was like I was on a trip, um we were out in like the water and the sand like on the lake so she's like thought maybe just like a rash had happened something like there but ended up getting tested and, and a blood test as well that was positive for the the cold sore virus mm-hmm. and so it was like really confused and then took a lot of time to educate herself on like well what the fuck happened right because she was pretty upset about it. Um, felt like she was really, you know, careful about some things. And um, telling me the story, I was like, no, I always remember my sister getting, cause my sister gets cold. sores really, really bad. Just getting super pissed anytime I would hit her <laughs> in the face. Um, cause we're super nice <laughs> to each other. Mean. But she was like, I'm going to get a fucking cold sore now, you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. or like having any crack open. Cause you can still spread that virus. Even if you don't have an active cold sore or Typically, the stress of getting hit can start creating one and maybe it was just in the beginning right. stages. It's yes. called the shedding, right? Yes. Yep. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another thing, you know, where how it could be passed and just kind of not being overly educated on how it does yeah. Yeah. pass from person to person and or, you know, the two different viruses, how they can Ex- yeah. How can you swap. can be exposed. Yeah. I'm yeah. like over here doing like my, my lips to, yeah. to crotch thing, but crotch to lips and lips
2: to crotch. Yeah. All of it. Yeah.
1: Be careful yeah. with all of that. Anytime someone puts their mouth to your your crotch, you say, mm, let me check your lips. Yeah. Do a lip check.
2: And you just <laughs> ask. Like you, can, you can't. You know, you can't ask. Yeah, you I mean you can just ask, but you a lot of people just will, oh, it's just a cold sore because they don't understand. That it can transfer yeah. to other areas and how that can be a lifelong ordeal and a disease that you're giving to somebody
1: mm-hmm. well, that and, and, they
2: will always have to deal with with a different type of stigma. Yeah. Because there's not a stigma if it's on your face. Well, because everyone can see it. And, you know, there's a
1: Breva, you know, like there's yeah. these commercials that have, I mean, worked really hard on to like destigmatize cold sores yeah. and give gave it a fluffy name, right? like a cold sore of a fever blister, instead of herpes. It's herpes. Yeah, it is herpes. I have herpes, mm-hmm. and I'm okay saying that. Um, and that's going to be the title of this episode.
2: Yeah. So like, it has taken me a long time, and even like now, I still have some really really close friends to me that I've never even shared my story with. Mm. Never it has never been anything that I am openly talking about. So I am really excited about sharing my story Mm -hmm. and I want to get like, I, even for myself, I want to stop having a stigma for myself even of stop thinking like, Oh man, I can't share that story. no. What will they think of me? Yeah. You know, because I'm dirty now, like what, what makes me dirty? You know, it's, in fact i trust you more because of how
1: educated you are Mm -hmm. right i'm like oh i know you know and being a medical professional as well i'm like she knows her stuff like i really truly trust the information all of that but i would love to hear kind of now your journey with it we we talked really about when you were diagnosed how you discovered all of that even like the internal thoughts were going on but you've also talked about partners that you've been with you've had you know, you've told about and disclosed that information and have never
2: been um,
1: turned away? Right. What's the
2: word? It's just, I haven't had anyone say like, no, I don't want to be with you. Mm. But usually whenever I approach this, I have been with somebody like I'm, we've been talking for a while. We've been dating. We've built, you know, kind of trust. So, and then I go in it talking about just the information about it. And I even I like I've even provided information Mm -hmm. um, to, you know, partners like, hey, you don't have to say anything right now. And I just want you to know that it's okay if you don't feel, you know, comfortable or safe or you don't want to chance it. That's okay. Mm. Um, And I guess since maybe I gave it that approach and made sure that they know, of course, like internally, if that did happen, that would that would suck. Right. You know, it would feel really bad, but I wanted them to know that it's okay if they do. Yeah. Um, But I have um, been married for 10 years. Uh, We've been together for 11. And my husband, he has never contracted um, herpes from me. I've had two children, um, both, well, my first child. Was an unexpected C-section, but I went into it trying to have a vaginal birth. But with my second child, I had a VBAC, and that is a vaginal birth after cesarean section. And I went into it and did a all natural, and Valtrex is actually safe for you to take. And I did it with both pregnancies um, after like 36 to 38 weeks. So you you take your Valtrex every day, like a lower dose. Oh. and so you can make sure you don't have an outbreak there's just no if ands or buts about it yeah and let's say some one kind of a outbreak broke through that medication you know you just say no nope, okay c-section time yeah but thankfully that didn't um I didn't never had to experience you know an outbreak during the time and so- Sorry.
1: No, go ahead. Um, And Valtrex is the um, virus suppressant. Mm -hmm. So you can take it to avoid a breakout, or you can take it once you have a breakout started that can help you get over it quicker, minimize the... Yeah, it just kind
2: of lessens the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the best practice is always to have some on hand.
1: Mm -hmm. And right whenever
2: (laughs) you start feeling that like tingly, or you start getting achy, or if you know that you're going through something super stressful if you know that your body's going to be under stress regardless if it's a surgery or just you know life yeah you're gonna get in a fist
0: fight with mariah
2: yeah or whenever she you know hits me right in the crotch i'm gonna go straight (laughs) to my medicine cabinet and go get some valve tracks yeah Mm -hmm.
1: just to prevent it well when you were talking about like oh if you're like tingly or anything i was like oh I would have to like. There's certain pants that I wear that are so fucking tight that sometimes like a lip kind of goes numb or something. You're just like, oh my Jesus gosh, Christ, no. right? <laughs> but I would have to like make sure. I'm like, oh, is it tricks time? Oh my god,
0: your fashion choices are gonna cause. Yeah, I was blood like, oh
2: okay, right? Like. Hey, you need, you need like blood circulation down there <laughs> to your vulva. You know that, right? Oh,
1: I do. <laughs> okay. I do. Um, it was really mostly like I don't have them anymore, but like those really crappy jean shorts that you're like they're so cute, but once you sit down, they just go right up your crack, oh, and yeah. so like they're your just, ass eats them. Yeah, and so I'm like, I can't wear those cute just, Daisy Dukes. I just yeah. want to go
0: back on record that it, like it sounds like having a vagina and stuff. <laughs> everything's a problem.
1: Uh, It really is. So you've had success navigating healthy relationships. Yes. Healthy, you know, pregnancies and births and everything. Yep. Plus
2: the bonus of your kids having um, antibodies. Antibodies. Yeah. Um, Because I, you know, whenever I was pregnant with them, with my bloodstream and everything, my body shared those antibodies that I already have towards the virus. Um, And then through breastfeeding and all that, What's,
0: what's the science on that? Like, does that make them more resistant if they're exposed?
2: Yeah, usually. So, from what I've read, um, it is whenever you have um, a disease or the virus like that, your body is kind of naturally protecting your baby. So, whenever oh. you are giving birth, they have a little bit of extra protection from contracting that virus. Okay. Um, that's just kind of the general of what I've read about the Did science you, behind it.
0: I have read that... Um, People that have contracted AIDS can have children without
1: passing it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, There's a lot of great medical, medical brain recovery with a word. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> medical so
1: advances? advances. Yeah.
0: yeah there, is, there is some kind of a medication, I think, that after a certain period of time you have to start taking it. I'll to, have to, to look into like that because that? that's
2: kind of, I'll have to just look into that because that's super interesting yeah. because, um, you would think H- it wouldn't. HIV is an AIDS that's different than, yeah. you know, it's actually bloodborne. Yeah. You can contract it through like any type of bodily fluids.
0: But I mean, maybe I'm wrong. If yeah. I am, let me know.
1: Yeah.
2: I'll let but, you know. But
0: I I'll look swear it up. I read it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Get up. Fascinating stuff. And it's really helpful. Educate, you know, well, it goes back to the story with my friend of like, I think she was talking to their her partner too about like, hey, you've got something going on. And they, like after she got her positive results and was like, you had that cut in your lip, you know, that could have totally caused it. And the person was in denial. That partner was like, no, it wasn't a cold sore, blah, blah, blah. And so again, <laughs> it's so important to educate yourself. If you hold this, if you don't, it is. It affects everyone, mm-hmm. and it has the potential to affect everyone. So why not get some education around it?
2: Absolutely. Help
1: minimize the stigma around STIs um, and just have people... It's not hard, again, to say, oh, you know what? I have a cold sore and I know how they're spread. Mm-hmm. I know that they can be spread to this place. I know when it feels like when they're coming. I know what to do to avoid them, you know, mm-hmm. or not avoid them, but, like, help them, you know, get over it or win. Um,
2: And, oh. But I do have to say, like, it is hard disclosing that type of information. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily, like, if you have a cold sore because, you know, it's on your face or you have a canker sore in your mouth or something. Um, But, like, disclosing, like, that you have general herpes, that really, like, like I said, there's that stigma. And it's no matter how hard we try, it's going to take a lot of work. Mm -hmm. to get rid of that and so that's always going to be like in the back of your mind yeah do i really want to like is this relationship or if is this i don't know what this one night stand or you know or fuck buddy is it going to be worth having to disclose that and putting you know that out there that personal information because you're very vulnerable whenever you disclose something like that Yeah, because you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what their education or their background is. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I would,
0: I would be nervous to disclose it to a one night stand and they're like, yeah, don't worry about yeah,
2: it. Yeah, No, I'm good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Cause then now I'm wondering like, wait a minute
2: what do you have that you're
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what kind of risky lifestyle are you running around with? Right? There that you're not concerned. And you don't want to have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Because you
2: know, just normal protection like condoms and everything. So if you don't have an outbreak that will protect you from the most part. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so condoms will not protect you during an outbreak.
2: That's not true. Or, they're,
0: or it's, I mean, there's still, you a, still risk. Have a risk. Yeah. You
2: still, that is just, that's upping your risk factor okay. for sure. Um, But like not coming into contact with a sore that's probably your main concern sure that's how it's really gonna spread Mm -hmm. or get yeah so i was gonna ask
1: how your intimate relationship is with your spouse when you do have an outbreak like do you guys just like leave panties on and just like play around or is it just one of those things it's like you know what I'm not feeling good right I'm gonna heal over here and I'll come back
2: when I'm it's a little bit of both okay a little bit of both like sometimes like it won't you know it's going to be like a small outbreak or it's right before I'm like you know I'm just not feeling so hot I don't want to chance it and you know it's all about your partner's pleasure that day and you get a toy out and you know you find other ways absolutely um Or you know, if it is one of the times that you're having a bad outbreak, yeah, you go curl curl up in a ball, and you're like, "I'm going to heal over here," you know, (laughs) with my plague. (laughs) (laughs) I got the herps stay away (laughs) leave me alone don't touch me (laughs) right
1: like that's what I would be you know that's why I wanted to ask about your mentality or like what was going through your mind when you first got the diagnosis right I would totally feel like oh my god no one can ever touch me
2: again right oh like all of these things it was horrible like in the very beginning for sure because there, like you mentioned there wasn't Any like a role model. There wasn't anywhere that I could turn or like someone that I could, you know, go to that could relate Mm -hmm. because anyone and everyone that I was surrounded with by, um, they kind of had the same mindset on and the stigma Mm. with you have to be a completely raging whore to get herpes. I mean, that's the only case, right? They all had that kind of mindset and that was not the case
1: that's hard and like bravo for having such a good experience now you know because that you're like I've been very fortunate to never have that a partner react poorly with it you know I've had healthy babies like all of that that's mm-hmm. incredible because anyone I'm sure who's listening to this or who has ever experienced that type of diagnosis probably had all of those thoughts running through their head yes. or maybe still have those thoughts running through their head and they're like, I haven't had sex in 10 years because, you know, whatever, you know, and whatever the case, because it's really hard to get
2: that stigma out of your own head, even though it, it doesn't have any place in my world or my relationships, friendships, anything like that, but still just being, I mean, it's just kind of like a culture, right? Yeah. It's just there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even now today, if I got an outbreak, I'm just, I would just kind of roll my eyes and like, Oh, because it's something that I've had to live with for so long. And I will for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was just because of a person that I chose to trust. And, you know, I am not sure if this person knew or not. That wasn't ever disclosed. Um, so I, but I ultimately put myself in that position. So now here we are. Yeah, it's, it's the risk you take every single time you're
1: intimate with anyone, right? Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's not a life-ending risk. No, and it's not so life-altering that you will, like, you know, some people can take it so hard that it's like a scarlet letter right on their shoulder forever mm-hmm. and ever. Mm-hmm. And that isn't the case. You can have such healthy relationships and you can have lots and really great sex. And that does not mean that you're going to spread it to the first person or the second person or anyone that touches you.
1: Yeah. Like you said, you've had very successful relationships have not spread it to anyone has been able to um, protect all those that you love. You have a question, pretty raised your hand. No, it's just the time. Oh,
0: (laughs) we we talked about this before. Okay.
1: (laughs) Well, this is, it's kind of a behind go the ahead, scenes. Go ahead. To ask a question. Oh, uh, well. Now you're on the clock. Actually, I do
0: have a question. Um, You have, you've said you have two children. Mm-hmm. Have you already sort of like planned out having a conversation with them about this? Or maybe have had a conversation with them? Or is this like, I, I don't know how old your kids are. So maybe right. it's like down the road. It's so. going to be
2: down the road. They're, okay. they're, they're pretty young okay. right now. Um, But yeah, I have thought about whenever the time comes <clears throat> of... Whenever we are going to have to have like a sexual education talk and all of that. And I'm just going to add it in there. Um, As for the time, like if or when I will disclose my own experience, I think that will be much farther down the road once they're teenagers and Mm. stuff like that. But I will most certainly be educating them on STIs, STDs. All the things like even now, um, like I said, my children are very young, but we use the proper names for our genitalia. Uh, my You're daughter a nurse. Yeah. My, my daughter knows like what her ovaries are, her fallopian tubes, her uterus. I have I've always had this big thing. I'm like, no, um, babies aren't in our bellies. It's in our uterus. And once the babies grow, it makes our bellies big you know so she's like oh there's a baby in her uterus you know <laughs> she sees a pregnant woman <laughs> and uh so Do you have a fetus in there uh, <laughs> right like yeah
1: yeah that's um, really awesome
0: my, my mom was a nurse and so she left her like textbooks around that she had studied with uh-huh and so like i was always adamant about like she educated me about condoms but i also like read the horror stories and stuff in in the right in the journals so like safe sex was like I was pretty good at it in high school.
2: <laughs> See, that's perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I never even, I like, it's funny because I like herpes was not ever really on
1: my radar.
2: Yeah, wasn't mine either. That wasn't something mm-hmm. I thought about.
0: And but My concern was like AIDS, right? Right. Like Worst case scenario. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was also Altered. the time
1: we grew up too, because there wasn't, you know, it was a death sentence when we yeah. kind of were at that age too. And, and, you know, I was so ignorant. Like when you were like, hey, I didn't have a problem with safe sex. I was like... Oh, no need to worry about a condom. Like I was a fucking idiot, you guys. Like yeah. I'm so impressed. Uh, Like just with, I wasn't educated. I wasn't, I was very arrogant and ignorant and it'll never happen to me. Yeah. And um, I was okay this time. So I'll probably be okay next time and the next time and whatever. And that's, that mentality is what spreads Um, misinformation and stigma and all sorts of things that we don't want. I am a proud owner of herpes. I am not a proud owner of ignorance, right? Like I want to, I guess like not a proud owner, but like I want to be able to own that. That's Mm -hmm. something I do get to choose. You get to choose where you get your education, how much education you get. Mm -hmm. You might not be able to get to choose some of these other things that happen to you, right? Right. And so... Anyway, there's my little soapbox. I'll sit back
0: down. I was I was told by somebody uh, in high school. Somebody told me that like, you better be careful because girls that are trying to lock you down will poke holes in your condoms and try to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I always like guarded. Like I was like super serious about like no.
1: It's like I'll the girl put it on with the drink at the party. She's like protecting it, and mm-hmm. you're like protecting your condom and in was, the same like, way. I'll put it
0: on. You know, don't touch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing with those fingers? <laughs> Get your teeth uh, away from that package. Yeah. Like, well, that's, I was like, you know how, like, you can pop a balloon, like, with the, your little canine or something. <laughs> <You'd> like, <laughs> just really gnawing oh, on it. Oh, that gave me such a great image, but. Oh. Condoms taste terrible. Even the flavored ones aren't great. <laughs> so bad. But terrible. they're great when that's your option. So mm-hmm. um so if you were to give anyone advice who was newly diagnosed with herpes, genital herpes,
2: what were, what would be some tips that you'd give them? Educate yourself. Um, I think that's probably the biggest one. Educate yourself and know that it's not like a sentence that you can never be loved, never be touched, you know, or sl- shame yourself. Or mm. don't just don't do it. There are you're going to have a completely normal and happy and healthy relationships in life after. Just know, be able to read your body also. That's another really big one because you will start learning that you have your own little cues besides the normal, like, oh, I'm starting to get the little lightning bolts, you know, little shock pains or whatever you call them, Mariah. Zings. 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 Twinges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll be able to read those signs from your own body before those even happen. So you can just go ahead to your medicine cabinet and get your Valtrex and call it good. Mm,
1: That's awesome. So don't slut shame yourself, educate yourself. Um, And you know, you've had years to educate yourself. Mm. um, And when you couldn't just pull out your phone and do Mm -hmm. it, but is there any current, you know, anything that you follow anyone that like really stands out to you or really it's just, Go find a bunch of different sources.
2: I think it's honestly, go find a bunch of, you know, different sources. And you can't just rely on one because everybody's going to have their own story. Mm. But, you know, now that you said this, I did see, I did get on like a forum whenever I was pretty on the early days of this. And that kind of helped that I'd And I got to read other people's successes.
0: Like a community?
2: Yeah. That but, Facebook groups, they're, they are out there. Right, yeah. At this point in time, like I'm not, you know, a part of any of those Facebook groups or whatever since I've, you know, I've been living with this for so long. But that would have been very helpful mm. at that time of being especially newly diagnosed. Is just finding other people kind of like you that are living happy and healthy lives. That role model. Go find your role model. Even if
1: we don't have any quite in media yet, you know, I think we're kind of getting there. Yeah. If you start following a lot of like, you know, the sex positive Instagrammers, that kind of thing. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of one saying, please start calling it herpes. It is herpes. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not this fluffy name. And then just that alone can help people go find more information be like well hold on if it is or even feel safe
2: even feel safe to like you know talk to somebody because you know it's just kind of common hey the herp you know i have herpes and once it's not so stigmatized i think more people will feel safer to reach out to others
0: Hmm. i could be wrong but aren't there like herpy positive dating sites
2: Hell, I don't know. There like they, is yeah. a
1: dating site for everything, so I'm absolutely certain it does. Um, still does not mean, again, just like my husband with both of us getting cold sores that we're like freely willy-nilly out there, you know. Hey, you got to break out. I'm still going to eat your face or something. Like, not at all. No. But it's probably it helps with, you know, not that big um, having to have, to have that reveal moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, so I'm sure it it does help with um, the safety of that. And I know, you know, you're not going to judge me because you've been in that same scenario situation. Um, but I, I really want to stress the fact that just because you've listened to Mandy's story today, doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and go and explore more resources. Like Absolutely. go follow some Instagram, go follow, you know, Facebook page or even if you don't have it, it is great to have that because you can be a support for a friend who <laughs> right. does, right? Yeah. You know, when my friend told me about this story, I was like, oh, shit, that fucking sucks. I don't know anything. I need to educate myself more, right? I think <laughs> we have
0: the, a mutu- that it's a mutual friend. It's yeah. a friend. And heartbroken. Yeah. And so it was just kind of like. When I heard the story, I was like oh, I feel so bad for you. I was like, yeah, oh. That
1: was my reaction yeah. too. And then like checking myself on my education, I'm like, you're going to keep being an educator in this field. Like I would know right. more.
2: Yeah. But there are so many things that I can so just much. like. Like write, you can go down, down a, a rabbit hole. Like, and, yeah. And just find out all kinds of information. So it really
1: helped me. It It, it got me interested in finding more information, right? Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated that. But also at the same time, I was like, I could have reacted a little bit better, even if externally I didn't react that way to that friend, but I was just like, oh shit, that fucking sucks. (laughs) Right. It does though. I mean, yeah, Yeah, it does. And and so it's just kind of from checking my own uh, reaction, right. has kind of helped me like, how do you react or what would support, you know, a friend if they ever disclose it to you, it's not even an intimate partner, right. But it's someone that you want to disclose to or whatever. And so I want to challenge everybody who's listening to think about how would they react if their child told them or if anything else, you know, um, kind of just be prepared for that. Even if you think you're completely immune to this, you're never going to have it. Someone you know you love does have it. Correct. One in five. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mandy, thank you so much for being vulnerable. (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I love your medical knowledge, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That was super educational.
1: Thanks, no problem. Um, We have lots of fun things coming up for the podcast. We have our 100th episode. I've been saying it for a while now. If you follow us on social media, you know that we're really, really excited for this event. So mark your calendars for May 28th. Um, You can get your tickets through our website, saltysexcast.com. It's not
0: just just an episode, it's a party.
1: Yeah, Yeah. 100th episode celebration. Sorry, I probably should have been more clear on that. Like axe throwing cornhole dj food drinks um the drinks are going to be great we we have partnered with um ogden city brew supply and going to be making our own signature salty sex cast sour beer which i love sour beer so i'm really really excited for this it's going to be such a fucking blast uh, so you can get your tickets; they're fifteen dollars. But since you're a listener, you can use the code I listen. So I L I S T E N. I have to really like imagine it in the space around me, but right uh, <laughs> I'm not a good like mind spiller, <laughs> right? Like I have to like f- visually see words. Anyway, um, if you use I listen, you get five dollars off your your ticket. So if you're in Northern Utah or want to travel to Northern Utah for a big party in May twenty eighth. We would love to have you. I'm also going to ask one more favor from all of you uh, to go on to Apple Podcasts. You don't have to have an Apple phone. You don't have to even have an Apple account um, and give us a rating and a review. Tell everybody else what you think of the podcast. Let us know if there's anything we can improve on or if we're just rocking it. It's great to share that. I really appreciate everybody who's listened, been a longtime listener or a new listener. Um, Welcome. Anything you want to say, Brady? I kind of did I, a long I,
0: spiel. I kind of think you nailed it. Patreon. Um, Patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. Salty sexcast yeah. gmail.com. Twitter is at salty sex Instagram is some bizarre spelling of salty sex cast, right?
1: It's not a bizarre spelling. It's spelled out with it's a complex. bunch of periods in, in between. If you go to salty dot you can get to everything else. Just go to the website. Go to the website. Yeah. One stop shop.
0: The Instagram's pretty funny because my love language is memes. And oh, so yes. I randomly will send like sexual health related memes to Mariah. And then I check Instagram later to see if that one made the cut.
1: <laughs> I have a lot saved. Cause yep. I don't want to just like meme. Well, I mean, meme, meme I'll meme
0: bomb you because okay. I do end up like I end up down a rabbit hole. And I'm like this one, this one, this one, this one. And then I like get off there and I text you. So
1: love it. Well, yeah. before you start sending them, we're going to end it. Okay. What? Bye
2: everyone. Bye.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. The other one
2: one? <laughs> <laughs> the blue one, purple one, pink one, orange. Yay! Pink. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. Thank you for no, listening one. to the Salty Sex This cast. one. This one. All three. Down.
0: Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.